Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl ring last night. One day removed, it still feels absolutely unbelievable. In an NFL season that was anything but normal, this kind of finished in the most of predictable ways. The moment Tom Brady announced he was leaving New England and going to Tampa Bay, we should have known what the result was going to be at the end of this season. You know, the moment people started talking about legacies, it was a done deal. If you've paid attention for the last 20 years, you'd be well aware that Brady has always had full control of his own legacy. Patriot fans are going to know what's, or Patriot fans are going to know, want to know what's next for the organization. And we have lots of time to talk about that. But right now, this is Tom Brady's moment. But the ball is in Belichick's court. It's not Patriot fans who should be upset, though. It's the Chiefs dynasty that ended last night. The golden boy, Patrick Mahomes, turned out to be the silver boy. And Tom Brady proved that he is still that gold standard. To make things even worse for the Chiefs kingdom, there is a man that has dedicated the last two weeks of his life to making their life a living hell. And I can only imagine what they have in store for him. The good news is it's Monday and he's here with us tonight. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. And as always, with our boy, Tyson, welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. And we are back. Yes, we are. We're back. What's going on, everybody? Listen, I want to jump right into this. Two weeks of tormenting the Chiefs fan base. Tyson, I have to ask you, how satisfying was it when the Buccaneers blew out the Kansas City Chiefs last night? This season couldn't have ended any better. And we know how bad the Patriots were this season. Like we were just, I was just so downtrodden. And I I made a decision once the Patriots were mathematically eliminated that I was going to gamble my reputation, my channel, by by predicting the Buccaneers to go on the most epic Super Bowl run of all time. And we sit here (laughs) on a Monday after the greatest, the most satisfying Super Bowl Tom Brady has ever been a part of. Now, listen, obviously, Patriots fans, we've had a lot of satisfying Super Bowls. But as a Brady stan, and as much as I hate Mahomes and the Chiefs and their fan base who thought they were not going to win one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, it ended with Brady ending their one-ring dynasty with seven. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a game that couldn't have been more perfectly because the irony of this game is that Chiefs fans are complaining about the referees. 
when they were the very ones that were saying that last year's Super Bowl wasn't fixed, that it had nothing to do with the calls, Mahomes was just great in the fourth quarter, even though he had the lowest QBR in NFL history. And what did they do? There was a couple of ticky-tack calls, but they can't even have any validity in their argument because they got blown out. Mahomes had the worst QBR in the history of the NFL by any quarterback in Super Bowl history. Can you imagine that? No touchdowns, two picks, and it should have been a lot more picks. There's some of the throws that he was making late in that game, a lot of them. And he, as much as he was trying to stat pad, he, he couldn't even get over 300 yards passing. Yep. Couldn't even stat pad late in the fourth quarter when they when the game was virtually over with. He had the and here's the thing. Now they want to um, give him the injury excuse, the toe excuse. Where was the toe excuse when he dominated the Bills in the AFC Championship game? What did anybody question whether um his injury affected him in that game? Oh oh, what about the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl? We didn't hear. Anything about a toe injury from Mahomes? No, no, no. We told you that he they were he was missing his two best offensive linemen, and that that was going to affect the game. And all we heard from Chiefs fans was, "No, he's 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 too great. He's going to overcome that." Mahomes is now 0-2 versus Brady in the playoffs. He lost at home to a 41-year-old quarterback in the AFC Championship game that could have sent him to the Super Bowl in his first season. And now he lost to a 43-year-old quarterback, winning his seventh rank in Tampa, the first quarterback to do it in his own home stadium, going through Breeze, going through Rodgers, going through Mahomes. The greatest Super Bowl run by a quarterback in NFL history in his first year in the middle of a pandemic with no OTAs, no nothing. Took a bunch of losers in his first season and turned them into winners. Mahomes, this is a legacy killer. Because like I said, there is nothing. I don't care how many Super Bowls he wins. I don't care how many MVPs, how much stats he puts up. This will hang over his head. And he knew it when he was crying um, because they said he had tears in his eyes. Him and his fan base and Chiefs fans know that no matter what he accomplishes, no matter what the Chiefs do in the future, which I'll get to in a second, he will never be able to win a GOAT argument any longer. And and, and even like, like there's no way he's catching him anyway. Second of all, um, Brady ended the Rams' greatest show on turf dynasty. Uh, let's not call them dynasty, and let's call them wannabe dynasties because the greatest show on turf only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, ended them. Seahawks only won one Super Bowl. Went to back to back Super Bowls. Ended them. The Legion of Boom. Chiefs only won Super Bowl. Went back to back Super Bowls. Brady ended them. He he has more Super Bowls than any franchise. He's killed three potential dynasties. And he spared the entire NFL and all the fans from the Chiefs gloating. It's like, I'm going to give you the greatest analogy. It's like a guy, it's like a person winning the lottery. And he was broke at the time. And all of a sudden, now he wins the lottery and now he thinks he's the hot shit. He's the greatest thing ever. He's got all this money. He's, he's throwing it around. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I just spent all my money. And now you're broke again. That's what Chiefs fans are right now. They won the lottery. They hit the lottery with Mahomes, and they hit the lottery with winning the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, they thought they were going to go on this crazy run, and it ended just like that. 
So yeah, man, that's that's just my that's just my initial thoughts. <laughs> well, <laughs> so my original question I had written down was what can Chiefs fans expect over the next few weeks? But then I noticed uh, on Twitter and on YouTube that you've let them know it's going to be for an eternity, which is just <laughs> phenomenal. Um, like, do you have anything planned, or is this just going to be? Because uh, I assume so, that mostly you've been blocked by almost every Chiefs fan out there right well, now. Well, so, all yeah. the guys that on Twitter, I've been blocked by most of them. Which, um, if you know me, I'm going to go into exposing this one guy who has a podcast, a spoken podcast. Uh, he's been ignoring me, and I'm going to expose him because he's the one who's crying about it being rigged. And um, he has still had an argument about Mahomes' go, go conversation. Listen, he has one of the worst. His own fan base doesn't take him seriously, which is why he gets like 23 views a video. But um, no, I'm I gotta I, listen. I gotta I gotta drop videos. I might even drop why the Super why Super Bowl Fifty Five wasn't rigged. <laughs> like like I'm gonna troll the hell out of their fan base. I'm gonna break down because people have been sending me all types of clips of oh the Chiefs were holding here. They gotta they gotta wait a lot of those throws. A lot like they were trying to hold all game long. Yeah. They got away with a lot. So the the thing is when you're a fan of a, a certain team. You only look at this perspective of of your view of you of you rooting for your team. You don't never look at the other perspective, and, and it, it is funny to think that there was actually a lot of way more holding calls that the Chiefs got away with than than anyone ever realized. I got to go out to the game again, and I got to get it more into that. So I got to do that, and then I got to do a system quarter. Uh, Mahomes is a system quarterback. Then I got to go after <laughs> all the fans that said it was rigged. Then I got to I screenshotted every single comment that um that that they were. Like from my past videos um, in the season when I predicted the Bucks and, and I was ranking on the Chiefs, none of those people have came back to my three videos that I've dropped because I dropped the halftime video, I dropped the post game video, and then I dropped the kill shot video. And I haven't had, I've had probably had two Chiefs fans out of the thousands of comments I've had on that video come back and say congratulations. They're all gone. I think, I think, I think Brady not only did he kill the dime, I think he killed the Chiefs fan base. <laughs> a lot of them are changing their profile picks. A lot of them are ashamed. Um and they should be ashamed because when you have when you talk so much stuff about how you become this next dynasty and Tyreek Hill got what's coming can, can we give a shout out to um what's the defender's Winfield? name? Yeah, Winfield, yeah. Winfield. Oh my yep. god, can you like remember when when Tyreek Hill backflipped and just completely burnt Winfield on that play in the regular season game yep. and did a little peace sign, did a backflip, and then and then Winfield giving him the peace sign in his face. <laughs> yeah, I had zero issue with it. I loved it. Yeah. I, and you know, all the I remember the commentators. Oh, that's uncalled for. You can't do that. Fuck off. You know what yeah. I mean? It's no oh, hell no. And listen, the game wasn't in jeopardy. Like if it was a close game, I you costed your team points. But at that game, the game was over with. It was like four minutes left in the game. Yeah. Or in Brady, um, talking smack to Teron Matthew. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to know. I want to know what he said. said. Yeah, what did too. he say? I know. I, he I don't called, know. I think he called him the B word. Me personally, I really think he called him the B word. Probably, um, yeah. But I yeah. think he texted them after the game. That's the thing. Like, these players, they know they ha- like they, they, they can't attack Brady on social media. Yeah. Like, like he, he's literally untouchable at this point. No, no, he, he really is. And, I mean, that look, Tom Brady has set the bar higher than anybody will ever, ever be able to achieve. Um, I want to turn this a little bit here. Um, 
I, I Connor and I did this last night, but I want your opinion. Just just being a a diehard Patriots fan, obviously, and, and a Tom Brady fan, can you just reflect not just on this Super Bowl, but just the fact that Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, and just what his career, I guess, has kind of meant to you over the last you know twenty years or so? Oh, you're talking to me? Yes, you, you. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I really, honestly, at this point, I can't even. Put, I think you know what it is. I remember when he left, I actually made a video and I regret the video, but it's going to stay on my channel. When I made a video suggesting that Brady leave or no, no, I said that it would be better for the Patriots to get rid of Tom Brady because I, honestly, he had me fooled. I, I didn't think he had it anymore. I really did it. And, and I should have known with the weapons and yeah, I, it, like, like it, it was so hard and then it hit me. And then I obviously I made a video about when he left. Um, I think, it hit me of how, like, because I really thought that the Patriots were going to be good this season. Like, like I had faith in Cam Newton. Um, and when that didn't happen, that's when you start to appreciate. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Right. I, th- I think Patriots fans even took Tom Brady for granted, let alone Bill Belichick. Like, like I really believe that now we know we've seen him do it with another team, with Gronk. In another franchise, we see how how happy their fan base is. Um, we can't, we can, we like, we can revel in Brady's success, but we should have the seventh ring. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we should be able. But I, like I said, it, it, it's beautiful because yeah, he didn't do it with us, but he he put the system quarterback stupid argument to bed. He did it with another franchise in another conference. And he beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like we couldn't beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl because we're in the same conference. So at the end of the day, I think everything worked out perfectly. And and you say, oh well, the Patriots suck it. Belichick is going to have a revenge. Like Belichick is not going to let this slide. He is not going to go out. No, he's definitely not retiring now. He can't. He can't afford to retire. Like he has to. Has to rebound. You know what I mean? So Brady winning a Super Bowl gives like Belichick might like really go on a like a really like a big revenge to like he might do one of the greatest coaching jobs ever. Just yeah, to prove Brady. that it okay, Brady won his Super Bowl. Well, I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do. You you understand what I'm saying? How great yeah. would it be for him to come back and they'll say, What would happen if we face Brady in the Super Bowl? I mean that <laughs> I mean that would just I don't I wouldn't know how to feel on that one though, but yeah, like I said, I've always appreciated Tom Brady. Like, you look and see how, how much effort I put into my hype videos just for him alone. I've never, I didn't put Buccaneers in any of my titles. I always put just Brady. So, so for anybody say, oh, you, I don't care about the Buccaneers. I don't. But Brady is technically the Buccaneers. He is like they're renaming the damn city Tampa Bay. <laughs> but like, he is, and he brought all the players. He brought it. Like we had Antonio Brown. We had Gronkowski, you know what I mean? Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he picks up Edelman. I would not be surprised if Edelman is a Buccaneer next season. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't know about Edelman, but I think that James White is going to be a Buccaneer next year. I really do. I think that yep. he's going to go to Could Tampa be, Bay yeah. in free agency. Um, look, let's talk about the game a little bit. Tampa Bay as a whole played almost a perfect game last night, both offensively and defensively. Connor, mm-hmm. I'll start with you, um, since you haven't talked yet. <laughs> um, my bad, you... bro. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like hearing from you. 
Uh, Connor was really excited to have you on tonight, by the way. <laughs> I know. Like, he really was. Um, were you shocked by how lopsided the game was? Like, were you expecting a closer yeah. game? Like, were I was you ex- expecting a close game. Were you? Ex- I, I kind of had that vision of Tom Brady with the ball in his hand with like a minute and a half left in the game trying to do a game-winning drive. I didn't see 30 yeah. number nine. I honestly thought I was going to be on the edge of my seat the majority of the game rooting for uh, the Buccaneers. And pretty much by like the end of the third quarter, I was like, I don't even really need to pay attention to the fourth quarter. This game is completely out of reach. I mean, even at halftime, it was what, 21 to 3, 21 to 6, whatever it was. And they never really made an actual comeback. You know, the, the second half was pretty uneventful. It was just... They just kind of walked away with it. They beat them in offense, defense, special teams, coaching. I mean, they just outplayed them at every possible facet of the game. I'm going to throw this out too to you guys because I I cut a video actually about this today individually, but I don't think there's enough conversation about how badly Bruce Arians outcoached Andy Reid in this game. He did. Um, Tampa Bay played cover two the entire game and took away Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. The only way that you can mm-hmm. get out of cover two is to run the football. That's the yeah. only way. You can't pass yourself out of cover two. And he tried to pass himself out of cover two. Also, we I thought that Andy Reid had gotten past his clock management issues. No, big big mistakes. <laughs> those timeouts and you know with 40 something seconds left in that like what did you think you scored 6 points in the half? What did you think you were going to do with 30 seconds by taking that timeout and giving Tampa Bay that opportunity? Uh Tyson, I'll start with you and then Connor, I'll get you to answer this too, but like Andy Reid was completely out coached last night, was he not? Um, I didn't really discuss this on Monday because the incident didn't happen. I think, listen, I tell, I told people too, the reason why I picked the Bucks is because I think Andy Reid in the back of his head was thinking about his son. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Like, you can say what you want, but man, that's family. At the end of the day, as bad as he messed up, and he had a, he already had another son that that um, overdosed in heroin. Like I like like I know I made my little my little bad father videos, but at the end of the day, man, he's still human. It's not his fault that his son's a, a dumbass. Yeah. Um, I really believe that he just and you you saw the emotion. Like usually Andy Reid shows some type of emotion. He was just blurry eyed the entire game. Every time the camera went in him, he didn't he wasn't talking to no players. I didn't even really see him on his play sheet. Like he was completely out of it. Um, and he's had clock management issues in the past, especially against the first bowl against the Patriots, where McNabb took damn near seven minutes to to, to go down the field. And he's you, you like we've seen it before. And um, I think Andy Reid is what zero and three, zero and three against Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, he's so one and two in a Super Bowl. Um, and with this with the scandal that just hit them. Um, I actually, um, I don't know the reporters, he had like a two minute post-game conference. I think it's because he didn't want to talk about, um, his son. Yeah. He Eventually they're going to have to address that situation. Yeah. He um, said that they're praying for the and, little girl. And then that was Andy Reed. I don't know. I, I listen, I would not be shocked if he's, if he's, if he, um, I wouldn't say retire, but maybe step away for a while to get his head straight. Cause um, it, what the Chiefs franchise? It's not a good look at what's happening right now with them. Right. Um. He had bad. And another thing, the the way. Listen, I was on a, I was on the edge of my seat that entire first quarter because I'm like, the Buccaneers. If they're gonna win this game, they gotta make third down stops, and they did. Yeah. Like critical stops because this game could have been completely different 
had they the um the Chiefs and Mahomes converted on some of those third downs early, and then when the Buccaneers got stopped at the one yard, oh, I was so pissed. When Ronald Jones couldn't get in, yeah. I'm like, yo, they just turned the entire momentum of the game. Like I really, like, that's when I started getting worried when Ron, because I thought they could have put the game away right then and there and really put their their foot on their throats. And when Ronald Jones got stopped, I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. We're giving Mahomes' life. You can't do that. And um, I was wrong. I mean, they just could not do anything offensively. Mahomes is running around all game long. And, and, and people are plotting him for some of the throws. Those, those what are those? Those the crazy passes. He to me, Mahomes is a trick shot artist. He's a Harlem <laughs> Globetrotter. Harlem Globetrotters, yeah, they can make crazy trick shots, but they'll never be able to play in the NBA. Like. He's all he's a he's a pretty passer. He makes incredible torques with his body with the ball. But at the end of the day, he's not that dude. He's not. He's had two back-to-back horrible, atrocious Super Bowls. So I, I like I really don't see anything special about him besides that he can throw the ball sideways. You, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like what has he really accomplished? You know what I mean? That, that, I mean? That's just my opinion. I just love it because what we're getting now is just Tyson being honest, giving analytics and analyzation. And, and I can only imagine it when you put your your troll spin to it. It's going to be phenomenal. It's just absolutely. I'm looking yeah, oh, so, oh, tell so Heineke. I'm looking so Heineke. forward. Heineke, Heineke played Heineke. better against yeah, Brady. He did. Had he better did. stats. Yep. <laughs> Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go back to that Andy Reid thing though because I do I it's I'm on the same page as you. I just said it on I was on Sportscaster right before I came on here doing my show Lawrence, and I said the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they would have won last night. I said I think Andy Reid would have retired on the spot. That not winning, he might step away for a bit. But yesterday in our pregame, I asked the three boys I was with on Sportscaster, I said, do you think that this whole Britt Reed thing is going to impact Andy Reed in the game? Because I believe it would. And they all said, no, no, no. He's too much of a professional. It's going to be football first, yada, yada. But I didn't buy that. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, I think it's going to be an issue. And even the player was- said, even the player said that the entire atmosphere of the team changed yeah. Yeah. because of it. Like, like, like you, 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 I mean, they weren't as hyped as they should have been. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they were right before the game because it's a damn Super Bowl. But their entire emotion just changed because there's this, like, well, this cloud. I mean, right? yeah. because it's like, it's such a tragic, tragic incident that and happened with even- one of your coaches. It would be one thing if, uh, if Britt Reed wasn't even a part of the organization, if he was just Andy's son, that, then the players wouldn't even think twice about it. But the fact that they, you know, the even he's a linebackers coach that that he's in that in around those players every single day, around that team with Andy. I think it's like I said, people didn't want to believe me when I said it, but I knew it was going to have an impact on the game. But I did say that the players on the field are the ones that that decide the game, and but it didn't help that Andy Reid's clock management was absolutely horrible. He made the same mistake Lafleur did at the end of the first half. Um, with the Packers that cost them the damn game, calling it a damn timeout. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Um, I'll ask you both this, Connor, I'll start with you. With Tom Brady being in this game and playing the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because obviously that all, that's going to boost things. So I think every, I don't know if there's a single Patriot fan out there that 
can stand a Kansas City Chiefs fan base. There's yeah, one can I literally get along with one Kansas City Chiefs Bridge fan, Chief. and that's the Bridge yep. Chief. Yeah, that's the only guy I get along with. Um, were you as invested in this game with Brady versus Mahomes as you would have been, say, if the Patriots were in it? Because it seemed like one of those games that a lot of Patriot fans were just as invested as if the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. Were you just as invested, I Connor? Will- I wouldn't say I was that invested. I mean, when the Patriots play in the Super Bowl, I'm on the edge of my seat, man. I don't sit down. Like a bunch of the AFC championships that were really close, the Super Bowl as well, man, by like the third quarter, I have to walk back and forth and pace because I'm so nervous about the game. This one, I really wanted to see Brady win, but I, I didn't have the same emotions where I literally on the edge of my seat. But what if this game was 28-24 and not 31-9 to going into the fourth quarter? No, I, f- I feel you. That, that makes sense, but... um. I mean, just from the start of it, like the start of it, I was more laid back. I was more looking to have fun. I mean, I went over my buddies, usually the Super Bowl, I have to watch it basically alone. A lot of those games, I, I don't even like to watch them with people because I'm too nervous. I didn't have the yeah, same I watched vibe. This by myself. I made it a point yep. to watch this by myself. <laughs> so I was going to do, I was, I was, I was shit faced, but then I, I got out of it once <laughs> the game actually started. Um, I saw your tweet. And be, it was amazing. And I, saw that too. I saw that too. Game. I was so <laughs> I was focused, laughing. even like when when I knew the game was pretty much in hand. Like I, I didn't even I didn't watch the halftime show. I heard it was garbage. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I just missed, like the commercials. Like it's it's completely a blur to me. I gotta I downloaded the full game with the commercial. I gotta watch it again tonight. Um, because I, I was too busy trolling and tweeting to be focused <laughs> nice. on the game. <laughs> but believe me, I watched all the big play. I even missed the um the Tyree kill with the with the with the like I, I don't I don't know how I missed side? that. I only found out about it on Twitter. Yeah. Like I was a lot of the, the the late in the game was a blur to me because I just knew the like it was over with. I was too busy um setting up my video and, and starting to do my video. You know what I mean? But um so yeah, man, I was I, listen. I had to be invested in this game. I put my everything, my editing skills. I put everything into Brady winning the Super Bowl the entire postseason because the Patriots weren't in it. Yeah. Um, so I, I was my gonna, entire I was stick say online that. is being the number one Chiefs hater and the troll gonna, that everyone gets triggered. All the Chiefs, like, like I'm public enemy number one. <laughs> like, their entire fan base knows who they are. Their big Twitter accounts, like Locked On Chiefs and Arrowhead, they all know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Their entire Reddit community knows who I am. Um. So I'm a, I'm I'm like the like I said I would be equivalent to the Barry McCockner, which I gotta <laughs> check his Twitter account too. I gotta go on my my burner account because I don't he probably deleted all his tweets because I know he had probably a mental breakdown too. Hundred um, percent, <laughs> that guy, yeah. So would it be fair <laughs> to say your investment in the game? You were invested in the Brady, but the investment really came from just. Well, you really put yourself out there with those Chiefs fans, right? It could have been, it really could have been a nightmare for you if they would have won the Super Bowl, right? After, after yeah, like it, like, like the result was so important to the future of my channel and my motivation to keep going. That listen, man, like I said, I was gonna once I hit ten thousand subs, I was probably gonna walk away from the round table. I was gonna ask you to take over for the round table for me for the Patriots fans, but um, no, I I can't go nowhere now, like because like. I, like like the 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 amount of trolling that I can do is endless, you know what I mean. And I still got the Patriots too. I got to focus on them, and so it's like I got Brady to focus on. I got the Patriots to focus on, and I got and I got to keep my foot on the Chiefs fan base. And those are the three biggest storylines in the NFL. There isn't yeah. a bigger storyline than that. 
so see, so Tom Brady has saved the day again. We didn't lose Tyson. He did. So that's the important part. Um, I want to ask you guys one non-Super Bowl question because this will probably maybe be a done deal by the time that we, by the time we roll around next week, we only get Tyson once a week. So I'll. Hope you're freezing on my end. Me too. Person Wentz. Oh, he's back. Some. Oh, he said something. We, about mi- we missed. We missed you, Ray. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, I saw myself go out. Do you got? So I'll start with you, Connor. Do you have any interest in the Patriots making a move for Carson Wentz? Mm, I mean, somewhat, but I, it's more less his play and more his contract that bothers me. I think Carson Wentz is young enough; he can still be decent in the NFL potentially. Um, but I'm concerned about all that money that he's owed. They he'd have to figure out a way to restructure, and I don't want to give up a boatload of picks for him either. He would have to one be willing to restructure, and two. They'd have to not be looking for something insane because I think he's kind of a toss-up. He could still have a good career, but if he goes down, I don't want to waste a bunch of picks for him. Tyson, do you have any interest in Carson Wentz? Uh, isn't there a report that came out? I don't know if remember who said it, but the Patriots aren't interested in him at all. That's what I saw. They're no longer interested, but I just thought it was a topical thing to just ask um, at the end. I if they think, could make uh, a move, I would honestly like. I I I called him the Donovan McGwince. I didn't I didn't think anything that was special. I think although I I now look back on, I think the Eagles just broke him psychologically. Yeah. I think the Nick Foles thing broke him completely. Like to to have to 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 be the franchise quarterback, um, and to walk into that locker room driving past the freaking statue of Nick Foles and and Doug Peterson. Um, the franchise not appreciating you or what you did to get them there, the the regular season, the the, the potential MVP you had, um, and plus the the Eagles fans are just they're just ugh, like yeah. I, like that's another reason I, I could like I don't know why athletes would ever want to play in Philly, um, they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just ruthless man, like you can't mess up at all in Philadelphia before no. you get attacked. And, that's very um, true. I think I he's, he needs to get traded because I think he realizes that. No matter what he does, unless winning a Super Bowl, he'll always be looked at as living in the shadow of Nick Foles. Well, yeah, you I think that's the about... reason why he wants to leave is because he needs to go. I think he would be freaking open to play for the Patriots. I think personally he would. Um, do you, the funniest do I, piece. I, I, but wanna... the thing is, like, how psychologically is he broken? Um, even physically, he has an injury problem. He has a huge yeah. injury history that I don't think I would be ready to – that contract, he's gonna have to restructure or something. Cause yeah. hell no, no I'm more inclined to get Jimmy Garoppolo back than Carson Wentz. I think that's gonna be, I think that's gonna be the one that's gonna drop. I honestly really believe that Belichick's gonna try to get Garoppolo back. Yeah, I really do. I, I do too. And they don't really have to do much to get him. They really don't. It just depends on, um, because Stafford, he's he's now a um, a Ram. Yeah, what is Ram? Yeah, he's the Rams. Rams. I uh, see. Yeah. I, I was thinking that he was going to go to the 49ers, but um, if Deshaun Watson maybe goes to the 49ers, the thing is, I would love that we just don't have the capital, and I hate that we don't. We don't have nothing to give up for Deshaun Watson. Right. There's no intriguing thing that we can even offer to get him. And Belichick's not about to freaking trade all single, every freaking first round pick for the next 20 years to get him. And Nick Casario, he left with a bad taste in his mouth too. He ha- he does. I'm, he's pretty pissed at his organization too. He like he like we kept him out from going to the Texans years ago. You think he's gonna want to do business with us? Hell no. 
blocked him. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, what, the one thing that that could be hilarious, I'll find it hilarious. I might feel bad for Carson a little bit. Is the the last story I just read is that the Bears are the front runners. They've almost got a deal in place. I heard that of, too. And one of those pieces is is Nick Foles is going to head to Philadelphia. Uh, with those draft picks and i'm just thinking of Carson. that would be hilarious being traded to chicago and philly bringing back the super bowl hero nick Foles. Uh. oh man (laughs) well that's it for the football talk tonight so this is when we thank tyson and let him go and get on with his life tyson as always was a pleasure uh i i know i can speak for connor too we are both just looking forward to watching the we i've watched everything you put out already and i am looking forward to more and more content and more and more twitter stuff and I think I'm frozen again. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, the, nah, you're the glorious bastards thing and uh, and yeah. the, uh, the Rocket Man thing too. The, the Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. You guys got to go check it out. It's absolutely I, I, your stuff. And I tweeted that out and I, I retweeted the other day. Just it, the hype videos especially didn't get enough uh, views. You guys got to see it. Check out the comments, like Tyson said. I was reading the comments, waiting for Chiefs fans, and they yep, have disappeared. They yep. have completely disappeared. They're they're gone. Listen, we yeah. killed the, the, their fan base is gone, and like I said, it just proves that they're that they weren't real to begin with. Yep. At least the majority of them. Like you could tell who the real fans are. Like if you're if you're a Chiefs fan, um, and you're still sticking around, and I see them online, Casey Sports Report, Brit Chief. Those are the real fans because I can't like I remember when the like the Patriots lost the 2007 Super Bowl. Um, that's when you start questioning like <laughs> your your fandom. Like, how much do I really love this team? Right. <laughs> the 2011 was my question when they lost to the Giants. Oh second. yeah, yeah, that Again, was like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I remember saying like I can't do that was with bad. this team anymore. Happy I stuck around. Okay, guys. Like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I'll be next. Yep. Be back next Monday. Yes, Love it, man. Sir. Looking forward to next Monday. Good luck this week. Okay. Peace. Take it easy. Let him in. All right, guys. We'll get to a couple of your comments here in a second. Uh, I know I keep cutting out. I'm sorry. Uh, Wi-Fi sucks. Hopefully, it gets better. Uh, but uh, Connor's going to look at the comments, and I'm going to tell you about our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. And Deer Pass Nation is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RAYROUTE and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. That was a fantastic segment. I that was. A, that I was funny. Absolute, dude, I was just sitting back and just shutting. Like, I just wanted to hear him talk. I was waiting for this one. I was hoping that they would win just so we could hear him I know, talk. Not, I, I was going to tell you. I meant to tell you, too, before we started. I was going to be like, you're not going to say a lot in the first half. Yeah, that's fine. I was, I was waiting on it. All right. You got some comments for us, Connor? We do. I just had one, and now I lost my spot. I had a, I had a funny one. Oh. I'll just go to one here. Just got to move on. Yep. Okay. JJ says, holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Hold me, hold me, hold oh, me. Oh, this is, this is about, Tom, this is about Tom Brady being holy. See, Brady is holy. I want to see him in the Super Bowl 20 times. God's will. This is, that's the, uh, the song. 
Is he talk- Tim says, dude, sounds like Kermit the Frog. I think he's talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes Patrick there. Mahomes. Don't Pat- they call him Kermit in Kansas City? Do they really? Yeah, I think they do. I think that the, the locker room calls him Kermit. He has, a, he has a funny one about what we were just talking about. Jeff Th- Thibodeau, I hope I'm saying that right, says the ultimate joke would be if he went to the Bears and Foles beats him out again. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it that Foles doesn't end up in the trade and he takes one to starting job in Chicago? Um, Imagine that, dude. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if you're Carson Wentz, is it worth the $25 million a year, or do you just retire <laughs> at that point? You'd, you'd have to retire, right? <laughs> that, that was good. Chilltown Major says Jimmy G is still under contract. Yeah, but um, I think we looked it up previously on the show, and it's like less than $3 million for them to cut him, and it's going to cost them a ton of money to keep him. So I'm I'm assuming they cut him. It's going to cost $23 million to keep them this year and they'll save uh they'll save 20 million if they cut them. There's a lot of rumors that if they can find what they believe to be a better option uh because they're just afraid to, again spend $23 million on a quarterback who's going to be hurt all season. Uh I could also see them if they wanted to making a call to the Patriots and saying, "Hey, like do you want to make a move here? We'll take like a third or fourth round pick for them." I think I think the Patriots could actually get them for no, maybe not. I don't know. If they're fra- straight out thinking about releasing him, then I yeah. could absolutely see them saying, like, give us like a third or a fourth. Right. You know, uh, you know, we gave you a second for him type of. You know, <laughs> with Matthew Stafford going for two first rounders and Yeah, and a third and, and, and off. And the Eagles are are looking for a, a Stafford type of deal. Do you know how much it irritates me that we traded Jimmy Garoppolo for a second for round? A second, I know. Should have been, it could have, like, based on the market now, it should have been, like, three first-round picks based on what people are getting. At least, but now he wasn't an established starter. That's true. He just had four good, three good games, two good games, really. You could could say that Carson Wentz hasn't had that many more. That's true. All right, let's do Uh, a couple more. All right. um, Mav plays that I heard a report of us in Mariota. What are your thoughts? Um, I haven't really heard that, to be honest. I have. You have? I've heard Um, interest in Mariota. I mean, he's he's not really the answer, I don't think. I don't think he's going to come in and light it up. I think he's solid, but he's like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I don't I don't think he's really going to be anything special. Well, wasn't it Adam Humphreys who picked Tennessee over New England because he wanted stability at quarterback and wanted to play with uh, <laughs> yeah. Marcus Mariota? Yeah. Mariota, to me, is just another version of Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, I think he can look brilliant at times, and he can look off at times. I mean, he looked good in his one appearance this year when Derek Carr got hurt. If we were going to get anybody from the Raiders, I'd rather Derek Carr over Marcus Mariota, to be honest with you. I know yeah. you're not interested in either, but if I had to yeah. take one, I'd, yeah, honestly, I, would take him I would rather take Derek Carr over Carson Wentz. Yep. Now, I would have taken Matthew Stafford over everybody. Uh, and I think we went through this. You want Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I almost lean towards Carr just because you know that at least he's going to stay healthy. That's and, true. And with the run game that they have. Now, the only thing is with Mariota is, nah, I'd still want Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, Mariota, I mean, he had that one great game where he, he came in and, and played really well. I think it was versus the Dolphins at the end of the year, and then you knew everyone was going to say he should come to the Patriots. So he had a good game, but th- that w- that was about it. The truth says, why have Pats given up on Stidham? Um, just based on his play this year, I think that's why. <laughs> but I've also, I've also heard uh, – James White said today he thinks that he's going to be great whenever he plays. I don't know if he's just saying that to be nice or. It's funny. When I saw that comment, 
I just I knew that Joe was gonna attack was gonna tweet at us and he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just I knew it because he's still lobbying a little bit uh, for Jared Stidham. Here's what I've heard from just different conversations I've had. Yep. Is that when they brought Cam Newton into the Patriots and Mike Debate over at Full Press Coverage and Locked On Patriots talked about this as well. And uh, and when I asked him about it, this is what he told what he, what he said. And he said when they brought Cam Newton to the Patriots. Their hopes were, was that Jared Stidham was going to beat out Cam Newton for the starting job. That was really, it wasn't actually Cam Newton's job to win. Uh, They liked what they saw in his rookie season from him. But as training camp went on, he got injured, what they saw from him in practice, that kind of thing. And then the limited game opportunities he got, they weren't impressed. I know people kept saying, well, you can't evaluate him unless he's on the game field. That's not true. You can evaluate him what you see on the practice field. Uh, I want to remind everybody that he lost a backup role to Brian Hoyer early in the season. It wasn't until Brian Hoyer played absolutely horrible against the Chiefs that they decided to put it Stidham as the backup. And in fairness, Stidham didn't look much better than Brian Hoyer did. I, I don't think the Patriots were expecting Brian Hoyer to be so awful at, you know, knowing how many timeouts they had and, and strip sacks. Yeah. So it wasn't even his play. I thought at least mentally he was going to be like sound. Well, we talked about that, right? He's going to yeah. come out. He's going to game manage. You know, yes. we like, we actually had, we had faith that the Patriots could win that game with Brian Hoyer. Do you know what the saddest part is when we're, let's go back now to this time last year. Yeah. And this, you know, it would have been around this time that you and I had our first conversations. Yep. And at that point, uh, Tom Brady hadn't left yet. And it wasn't, it would have been more in March, sorry, about a month from now. And the Patriots, after Brady left, the big news that came out a couple of days later was when the Patriots signed Brian Hoyer. Yeah. And the reason that Brian Hoyer went to the Patriots is because he felt he had an opportunity to compete to start with the <laughs> I Patriots. remember that, yes. <laughs> and then after the way everything he unfolded going into this year. Well, how delusional were we? That's you gave them 12 true. wins 12, before Cam 12 Newton. wins. <laughs> All right. You want to talk some Red Sox? Yeah, buddy. Oh, All right. Let me get that down. So listen, Alex Cora says that the Red Sox are going to be a good baseball team this year. For everybody who doesn't know, I think it was yesterday the Red Sox had their sort of state of the franchise address with fans. Are they going to be a good team or are they just good enough in your opinion? Mm, yeah, that's a good question because good is very subjective. Um, I honestly, th- I honestly think they'll be good. I think they'll be all right. They have some good players on offense. They have a, a if the starting pitching goes in the correct direction, they have the the opportunity to be good. But I think that's a big if. We're going to need Erod to be excellent. We're going to need a, a Chris Sale to come back sooner than expected and to be really good. Um, they're going to need Eovaldi to be a stud again. And then they need J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, Alex Verdugo. They all have to have great seasons. So if all those guys come together and they all play really well, they have the opportunity to be good. But I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think they might be just good enough. So Shine Bloom said that he may not be done adding to the roster. Now over on Patreon on Saturday – uh, you were upset about Boston not signing Marcelo Zuna. You actually were going on there to talk about the possibility of right. them signing him, and then you clicked online, saw that he re-signed with the Braves. Yeah, literally um, like 20 minutes prior. 
and you and then had to flip what you were supposed to you know talk about which if you would have done it friday it wouldn't have mattered when you were supposed to do it you know whatever um and then you called them the interest kings and you said the interest kings aren't interested enough how frustrating is it for you as a red sox fans that you keep hearing that they're interested in all these players but not making any moves the real frustrated thing is I don't see them committing to one side or the other. They're just like dabbling and it's not like they're going full on and being like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go all out and try and win the world series this year. We're going to compete. We're going to sign as many people as we can to put the best product out there. But they're also not like, Hey, look guys, you know, we're, we're replenishing the farm system. We're not going to spend a lot of money. We're going to be conservative and see what happens for 2022, 2023. It's like at first they're not doing anything. Then they go out and make a few signings. They start spending, some money they say they're getting interested they're going to try and compete this year and then there's a bunch of guys out there who then they just back off of and don't actually go for so i don't know what it is it's kind of like they're half-assing it and they're not committing either side to going all out and win a world series or go all out and rebuild so they're just in the middle well since you brought that up i'm just going to rearrange some of my questions here and i want to read you what bloom his interesting take on free agency this season okay he said quote One thing that we have focused on this winter, when you're looking at the time and the place to really go big in the free agent market, though we're thrilled with the guys we brought in, we haven't done or pursued the high-end free agents. I think you want to do it when you're looking at yourself further down the path to be a sustainable championship contender Mm -hmm. than we are. That doesn't mean that we can't compete when you enter into those commitments you're paying for performance, but you're not necessarily paying for certainty. Um, how confident are you in there where he basically said, we didn't go after the big guys because we didn't think we could compete for a World Series this year. And then he flips around and says, that doesn't mean this team can't compete. Like, what is your feelings with, with Bloom saying that? Well, I mean, he I don't think he's ever going to say that they're, they're not going to compete, you know what I mean? So he thinks that they're, they're, there's always a chance they can still be good. But, I mean, I guess what he's saying kind of makes sense is he's probably thinking he doesn't want to tie up all this money now if he knows deep down they're probably not going to be in the mix to be a, a World Series contender where now a year or two years from now they've tied up a bunch of money with these guys. And, you know, if it hasn't worked out, they're kind of in a in a bind. You know what I mean? So maybe he's thinking – next year or two years from now is when he's going to really go heavy and start spending some money in the off season when they think they've kind of solidified themselves more. And how do you feel about that as a Red Sox fan? Knowing there's going to be some, I mean, you're, you watch two sports basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And both your teams are looking like they're close to rebuild the new England Patriots who just went seven and nine Boston's at their worst season in years. And they're in a rebuild. They're on their way to going seven and nine. (laughs) <laughs> in, in in baseball terms and baseball in baseball yeah. terms so how do you like how do you as a fan from title town who have watched super bowls and world series and stanley cups and you know uh, nba championships how do you feel knowing the two teams you support the most are kind of in these positions right now like how does get, don't give me your analytical thought give me your fan like give me that that homer connor you know, they're going to win 12 games thing, but the reality of where your, both your teams sit right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm lacking the optimism, which is, uh, which is unusual. Honestly, deep down, I've, I think I've kind of come to terms with the fact that like 
the the ride is somewhat over. I don't know necessarily about the Patriots. I think they're going to have a big offseason, and I, I hope they go on and compete next year. But I'm looking at the Red Sox, and I, and I look at the competition, and I know deep down that they don't have what it takes, I don't think, talent-wise, to compete with the Yankees and the Blue Jays this season. And it, it kind of sucks because before I would always be like, they have the best team and I would usually like actually be right for like for the past 20 years, you could come out and be like, Oh, the Patriots are the best team in the league. And even if they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, it wasn't a silly thing to say. And same thing for the Red Sox, a bunch of years, you could come out and say that they were going to be the best team and they won four world series. They've made some other playoff runs, but now it just feels like we're normal. We're normal fans. <laughs> we're normal yeah i just feel it like we're just this is how everyone else feels i guess yeah well i'll tell you living in toronto um no that you're not living like normal fans at least you can look back at championships toronto fans are looking That's back true. at 1993 right. the last time that or sorry no 2018 the raptors won the champ or 2019 the raptor 2018 2019 season the raptors won the championship prior to that was 1993 and the Stanley Cup hasn't been in Toronto since 1967. Like Oof. they're basically the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Red Sox, uh, right. pre 2004. Um, I know. I think that's why I stopped being so bitter towards Tom Brady this year too, though, because I finally had that. I mean, first of all, you and I go out of our way to be optimistic, mm-hmm. right? Like we 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 refer to ourselves as Belichick fanboys. We predict 12 win seasons with Jared Stidham, yeah. we, you know, uh, we go out of our way to defend our team. Even if it's against our own fan base, we won't accept that the Patriots won't be good. A little bit of that is how we feel. A little bit of that is shtick, obviously. Yep, I mean, that too. we entertain for, you know, what we do here is not to inform people. It's to give our opinion. If you're watching us, we hope you're entertained because that's what we are. We believe we're entertainers that talk about sports, right. not reporters that you're learning things from because we're not telling you anything. We're giving you our personal, <laughs> your personal opinions on things. Um, you know, so that's, so don't tweet me that I don't know how to break down film because I don't. That's why I brought in Lawrence. Yeah. Um, to this day, I don't know why Sportscaster pays me to be an analyst on Sportscaster <laughs> News because I just sit there and drop opinion about everything. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that even I came to that realization of like, Oh, the Patriots, you know, they had a bad year and Tom Brady's in the playoffs. So I'm not going to be cheering for the Buccaneers, but I'm going to support and cheer for Tom Brady to, to have success. You right. Know? As long as you're not ripping Bill Belichick. And like I said, the Bill Belichick hate has subsided a lot. Yeah. I mean, think about when we had Tyson on five weeks ago for the first time, he was ripping on Belichick. Right. And you can even see him kind of like calming down a bit. And he's like, you know, Belichick's going to, you know, be angry. And, you know, you almost see faith being restored in him. Right. No, I agree. Faith, I have faith. I have faith. What position do you think the Red Sox had to have to focus on right now? They need a closer. I have no idea what their plan is at closer. And this is the biggest issue that they had two seasons ago is that they did not resign Craig Kimbrough, which was fine but they did absolutely nothing to replace him. They were an excellent offense and they had the lead a bunch of times and they could never close the game out. And they screwed Alex Cora over. They said, Hey, we didn't sign Craig Kimbrell, you know, figure out who can close games. And 
they had nobody. And if they don't have a closer, all these one-run games are going to be in serious jeopardy, just like it was two years ago. History is going to repeat itself. So there's still some good free agents left on the free agent market. Out of everybody who's left, is there one that you're looking at? I know Marcelo Zuna was on your mind for a long time, but is there anybody Mm -hmm. left now that you really, really want the Red Sox to go out and sign? I'd have to look, but I'm going to say no, just because I feel like all of the main people have already kind of found their home. Um, at this point, uh, I don't I don't really care if they bring back JBG. I, I'd rather see them bring back Mitch Moreland, man. I, I'll take him. That's 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 the, what point I'm at. On a discount deal? On a discount deal. Taxes, death, and Mitch Moreland. Right? That's right. That's right. Bring him back. I think I'm going to bandwagon the Blue Jays this year. You should. I have a Blue Jays jersey. It's a Brett Lawry jersey. Nice. I think he got traded, I think, in 2014 or 2015. Yep. And I refuse to spend money on a new jersey. This year's um, the year to do it. No, I'm still going to wear the Brett Lawry jersey. All right. Maybe I won't bandwagon. I like the Blue Jays colors. That's the thing. I think I like the blue. I, I yep. dig the blue. I dig. I, I own a Dustin Pedroia jersey. Um, that I wear sometimes with a Red Sox hat, not because I cheer for the Red Sox. You know, I don't. Yeah. I just love the Red Sox, the, the full reds. Like I love the all red Jersey. It's just one of my favorite jerseys in, in baseball. Yeah. And I, and I like the, the blue Jay solid blue. I think that's a nice look too. The Yankee pinstripe is my favorite. I think it's such a sharp looking Jersey, but I love the, 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 all the, the solid red Red Sox Jersey. And I love the solid blue, blue Jays Jersey. Yep. It's all about the fashion. I have a Mike Trout jersey too, just because I love the the all red. I like yep. red and blue. My wife says that. She's like, you wear three colors, black, red, and blue. So <laughs> Makes sense. And a little bit of gray. Yeah. All right, guys, we are going to take a break here. And uh, Connor's going to look up some comments here. But you got to hear about our, our sponsors over at fcustom.com. And we're going to take one minute and tell you about our Patreon page where I put up exclusive content every day and Connor does it occasionally. Uh, He promises you though, now that we're getting more and more people signing up that he's going to be more consistent with it. Right, Connor? That's right. Because you did message me today and say that I'll do it when I get home. You didn't, but, uh, (laughs) and we want to thank, uh, Polywog and G107 who signed up for Patreon today. I was on there today talking about how I want them to change the quarterback scramble rule. But first, here from our where you can find a beautiful custom jersey at a discounted price at fcustom.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. And please spare us one minute and 33 seconds to hear about our Patreon page. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page, and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation 
reaction videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics, and the Red Sox, but we'll also have ex exclusive interviews, behind-the-scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. There's yeah, nothing buddy. that bothers me more that A, I chose that music, and B, when I said for five bucks a month, threw up three fingers. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got some comments for us as we yeah. lost 20, 20, 20 viewers with our <laughs> with our ad? Yeah, buddy. Bow Bruins 27 says Pat's going 11 and 5 or 12 and 4 with a healthy QB and wide receiver core. Um, Connor, yeah. Connor, when did you change your name to, to Bow Bruins 27? I was just going to say, I predicted them to do this without a good quarterback and no receiving core. So, uh, so I would hope they could do this. Then you're going 16 and 0 if they get a good receiver, right? At this point, yeah. If they, if or a they good, sign uh, a good quarterback, I mean. If, if they sign anybody in the offseason, they're going at least 14 and 2. Let me throw an interesting concept at you. Let's pretend they can't get Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's pretend they don't get Carson Wentz, okay? Mm -hmm. The quarterback market becomes slim after that. Yep. And Lawrence and I were talking about this earlier today, and actually I'm going to be posting the clip of that up on, on our YouTube page. Um, could you see a scenario where the Indianapolis Colts are just as desperate for a quarterback? Yeah, they are. And the New England Patriots could get into a bidding war for Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> I mean, maybe, right? I mean, once the dust kind of settles and there's really no one left out there, what if the Colts and the Patriots and possibly, I don't know, a couple other teams don't have a quarterback and everyone needs somebody? He's obviously the best of the bunch that's going to be left. Uh, I mean, it, it could happen. All right, next. All right, here we got a donation from our boy, Kinkato21. Joe he says, is Hoyer going to retire or does he still want to play? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Patriots brought him on as a, th a third quarterback again this year. And right. he, I know when he retires, he wants to stay in New England, so I wouldn't be surprised if he took the job wanting to do that. I think that regardless of what we saw in the field, he can still be a good mentor and a good practice quarterback for the Patriots. I don't know if he wants to retire, but I would definitely take him back. Not in any means for him to be the starter or the backup, but just to be that sort of third mentor, uh, third-string quarterback on the team. Yep. All right, we got one here from McChicken. I have to, I actually have to agree with what he said. Um, who's the Red Sox closer? In my eyes, Darwinson Hernandez closes and Ottavino sets up. Uh, I'm a big fan of Darwinson Hernandez. He's young. He throws gas, which is exactly what you need as a closer. And um, he doesn't look like he's going to have the control to be a starter. I think they should try him out if they're not going to get anyone else, 100%. Closer to me is it's not about talent. It's not about gas. It's about the head. That too. It's it's being able to go in in a one-run game and and be able to to deliver your pitches and hit your spots. 
right? Um, because if you think about Mariano Rivera, he had one pitch. Right. But he could stay cool and collective in those spots. And I like he had his moments, like the whole Red Sox thing. He blew the, the, the World Series to Arizona, and people will point that kind of stuff out. I'm like, but do you understand how many times Mariano Rivera was in a Game 7 closed situation where he didn't blow it? Right. You know, it's like Brady losing three Super Bowls. Yeah, when you go to 10, exactly. you're going to lose a couple. Exactly. You know? Like, it's hard to go 10-0 and 0 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's so, not going to happen. No, and if you think about a regular season, how often do you see teams win 10 games in a row? Not often. There's usually a breakup in between. So if you just right. took 10 Super Bowls, there's going to be a loss here or there. That's why I hate the, well, Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. I'm like, he only went to four. Right. You know, so it's it's not a comparison. All right, we got another donation here. Shout out G107. It says, what do you guys think about trading for Marcus Mariota if we can't get Jimmy G? Um, First of all, touched upon G- that G107 earlier. is our new Patreon. Nice. Shout out G107. And we will answer this. I did send you a message today asking if there's anything you want us to talk about. So anybody who does join our Patreon page, shoot us a message, and Connor and I will make a video discussing any topics that you guys ask about. Um, we kind of discussed this, but I will go a little bit into it. I'm not a big fan of Marcus Mariota, and I know that that's a name that's getting thrown out there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my my whole thing is, is, is whoever comes in, A, is he an upgrade over Cam Newton, who the Patriots right. believed was an upgrade over Jared Stidham? So Cam Newton is the bar, not Stidham, Right. Is he better than Cam Newton? If it's yes, it's how much better is he than Cam Newton? And does Ryan Fitzpatrick become the bar? Right? Like, that's my thing. Listen, at the end of the day, because of who we are, if the Patriots brought in Marcus Mariota, Connor and I will sit here and tell you why he's a Hall of Famer. (laughs) 100%. We will tell you why he is the guy to take over for the Patriots as... Right now, I'm not saying no. I think I got to say that. Like, I'm so setting myself up to win no matter what here. But I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I would rather Ryan Fitzpatrick or Derek Carr over Marcus Mariota. Right. But I'd rather Marcus Mariota over Mitch Trubisky and Cam Newton. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's just so a all, lot of lot of scenarios. Yeah, so it all depends on the availabilities. Right. That That's going to change everything over the next couple months. A good argument cool. that maybe we'll get into, maybe we'll do it on Patreon, Connor. We'll do a, a, a dual one together soon. Nice. Is would you rather Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston? Touche. And, and, and work work our way through that one. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's do two more comments. All right, we we had one here from our old friend, uh, Mr. Snoopy. He's, he said he's going to burn his season tickets. That's a waste of money. That is, I, that is a waste of money. I mean, I at, wish, least, at least sell I, them. I wish I had dispensable income that I could just burn my season tickets. That must that must be nice. I haven't seen Mr. Snoopy in a while. I, Snoop, I know. Snoopy, hey! Snoopy, hey! I know. He just he just popped up again saying that. I, I just to say he's going to gonna burn know. season tickets. Yep. We got another donation here. Thank Shout you out very Joe. much, Joe. Would you be upset if the Pats would skip QB in the draft and focus on other positions and sign an average veteran quarterback via free agency? So that's kind of what we've been talking about. Like if they just sign somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's probably slightly above average, but they do have a lot of other places where they need help. So I don't know if that would be the worst 
decision in the world either. I think somewhere they do need to at least take a flyer and put somebody else on the roster, but I don't know. If they decide to do that, then it wouldn't make sense for them to draft a quarterback, I guess. Well, and, and this is where you and I see things differently, right? Where you, when I asked, would you rather focus on the 2021 season or the future? You said the 2021 season where I was like, yep. I'd rather focus on the future. I have no qualms, you know, us having a rough season in 2021, 2022 to be good in 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yeah. Um, so for me... I would rather them take like a Mac Jones with the 15th overall. Right. That being said, I believe that a Ryan Fitzpatrick, if the Patriots could bring in a legitimate wide receiver and legitimate tight end with the combination of the run game and Damian Harris and Sony Michelle and the possibility of bringing back a Rex Burkhead to sort of play in and out and Brandon Bolden is there as well as the fourth running back. I believe that a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick is good enough to bring the Patriots to a competition level to get into the playoffs. I wouldn't call them Super Bowl favorites, but I'd call them playoff contenders. And then once you get into the playoffs, anybody, I mean, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just went in as a wild card and won the Super Bowl, right? So uh, with the run game, with having a legit weapon like an Allen Robinson or, or Chris Godwin or something of that nature, a legit tight end uh, plus the run game, yeah, then I want you to take Kyle Pitts with that 15th pick if that's the route you're going to go. Right. Yeah, but that, I'd rather, that makes for, the most sense. For me, though, I would rather the Patriots rebuild. Connor reluctantly said quarterback, even though I know he doesn't believe it. That's true. <laughs> we got a message here from Marcus. I want to say congrats, bro. He said, I want a lot of money for this year's Super Bowl. 70 bucks, I'll be saving it. That a boy. Save smart it off, buddy. Smart Way decision, to go, man. Marcus. Crushing, Speak- this, crushing it. Speaking of which, did you hear about the streaker last night? Why he stri- why he was a streaker? Oh wait, did he go and gamble that he there would be somebody on the field? Let me read it to you. So wow, that's absolutely brilliant if he did and got away with it. Met the Super Bowl streaker at Jay Alexander restaurant while having lunch before leaving Tampa. He bet fifty thousand dollars on a prop bet at plus seven fifty that wow. there would be a streak a streaker at the Super Bowl. His buddy went out first as a diversion so he didn't get caught as quickly as his friend. Cost him $1,000 to get out of jail. He has cleared $374,000 on the bet. Wow, absolutely brilliant because he's not really going to get in that much trouble either. He probably paid the $1,000. Maybe they'll go on probation. Yep, it's going to be a slap on the wrist. And I don't think they'll ever be able to prove that. So I think he'll Even prob- if that... Even if that's the case, what's Vegas going to say? Yep. Well, you I, if you bet you can't streak, that's not a part of the rules. Right. Right. You I'm know sure, what? Yeah, I think he probably did that ahead of time, and it's it's that's absolutely brilliant. If you don't want to have the risk of somebody betting and doing it, then don't make it the prop bet. Right. That's insane because, yeah, I, I, I heard that one, and it was a high payout, 50000 paying seven paying three fifty. That's a... That's a nice 370. payday. 370. So almost $400,000. That's a nice yeah. payday. Yeah, and I don't think he did anything wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, we're an hour and six minutes in, but we can't go anywhere without everybody's favorite game show. Oh. 
player profile with Connor Carney. And just so everybody knows, when it yeah, went yeah. on, Connor did the this again that nobody could see but no me. one sees. Now I do it this time. Yes, and anybody on the podcast yeah. who can't see anything. He's waving his hand to bring it on. Connor, today I'm going to have you breaking down a six foot four, two or 328 pound offensive lineman Ooh. coming out of Northwestern, a Mr. Rashawn Slater. Please tell nice. me what he would have to do to be successful in the NFL. Well, I'm actually a fan of Rashawn Slater. I heard he's a distant cousin of Matthew, who I'm a big fan of here in the New England organization. Um, I think he's going to need to use his size to his advantage and protect the quarterback. I want to see him open up big holes for his running back as a blocker. Um, you know, I, I think he, he could have a really good career in the NFL as he's able to give his quarterback a lot of time in the pocket. What would hinder him from being successful? In the NFL, watching film of uh, Newhouse, um, you know, not blocking people, letting people go right around him like Vaughn Miller did in the AFC Championship in 2015, um, not really opening holes for his running back, letting them get hit behind the line of scrimmage, things like that. He, he's going to have a short career. What was your favorite thing you saw Rashawn Slater do this year? It was when you told me about him being from uh, Northwestern, if okay. that's where he's from. <laughs> okay. Um, how much Northwestern did you watch this year? I uh, am been thinking about watching a game. <laughs> Next season. Next season, yes. You have no idea who Rashawn Slater is. I do not. You just know he's a six foot four offensive lineman. Correct. With the same last name as Matt Slater. And you just made up that he's a distant cousin of Slater. I can't confirm or deny. Who told you? Nobody? Nobody. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Player Profile with Connor Carney. In fairness, every time that song ends with that dramatic boom, I do yep. this, and nobody can see it happen. So, nice. Um, so, like, I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I cut questions from... Tyson, I cut questions from the Red Sox tonight to get to the end of the show because we're so late, but we're not going to leave without finishing it off with a couple of comments. So Connor, let's, uh, even though we're 10, well, we're way, we're like already half an hour more than we're supposed to, but let's bring up a couple of comments here. I would just like to say, man, I think people are doubting my college skills here. Bob Bruins 27 says he has no effing clue. Um, I don't know, man. I apparently he had no faith in my assessment of Mr. Slater, which I thought was excellent. Excellent. I, I, I don't know how to defend you, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's a good one from James Jones showing up first thing at practice, watching all film and correcting all his mistakes will make you win football games. I can't agree more. That's some absolutely expert analysis right there. Um, dead on dead on. And if Mr. Slater wants to be successful, he needs to listen to James Jones right here. I wish that I would have James Jones doing the analytics because that was, that sounded so much smarter than what you said. It really did. Okay, another one. <laughs> Here's a question I don't know the answer to. I'm not sure if you did from uh, King Cato. He said, how many playoff games did Montana lose? Joe always has a question for us. I know he went four. That's a great question. I know he went 4-0 and in the Super Bowl, but how many did he lose in the playoffs outside of that? Okay, you keep talking when I'm looking it up. 
It's I'm hoping it doesn't show up and be like zero. He went eleven and zero in the playoffs. No. Then we'll have to listen to that. He had to have lost in the playoffs at some point, right? Okay, so I just wrote how many playoff games in the playoffs. So okay, <laughs> there are typically this year being in the wild card, you'll play four games in the playoffs. But if you were to get the bye, then you would only play three games in the playoffs. Right now, there's only one team that gets a bye. But for the majority of my life, there were two teams that got the bye. The Patriots were almost one of them for about. 20 years straight. They basically uh, a shoe in to get the bye. And they will be again next season. He's 16 and 7 in the playoffs. 16 and 7. Okay, so pretty good. I've seen I've seen better by Tom Brady. What is Brady's record in the playoffs? Shoof, I don't know. 74 and 14 or <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's do the percentage here. So Tom Brady is <laughs> Uh, 31 and 11, 31 and 11. I know he's, he's 14 and two in the divisional round. 32 and 11, maybe no 40. So he has 42 playoff games. Yep. Brady does the most games started 42, 31 wins, most touched and 42 playoff games. Brady has set a multiple of records. Most games started, 42. Most wins, 31. Most touchdowns, 75. Most passing yards, 11,388, and so forth. By the way, he also leads with the most interceptions, so not even Tom Terrific is perfect. Yep. <laughs> um, in any case, Brady has a season worth a great tournament. Tom Brady's playoff record entering Sunday's divisional matchup. Hold on, so he's got a better record now. So he's won three more games since then. So he's uh-huh. 30, 34 and 11 now. That's just absurd. Absolutely absurd. I think that that's a better win percentage than 16 and 7, right? I would imagine so cuz 16 and 7 is just barely above I was going to say 500, but that's incorrect. It's barely above 75%, I think it is. You say it's barely above 500? <laughs> yeah, it's doing the math Five, out. 507. Yes. 507 and 7. It's just barely above 75% and Brady's is substantially more. I'm pulling out the percentage calculator. All right, let's do it. Okay. Seven is what percentage of 16? So he's got a win percentage of... Seven is what percentage... Oh, hold on. I'm an idiot. Uh, What is... Let's do this. I think we just got to divide six and seven, don't we? 16 divided by seven, right? 16 divided by seven, right? Instead of doing it, because we don't need a. God, we're showing how stupid we are, Connor. I'm pretty sure it's 16 divided by seven, and then I, it will be I like. I have a master's degree. <laughs> I just feel so. Not in mathematics. No, 16 divided by seven is not, not right. Maybe seven <laughs> divided by 16. I think. Zero point four three. No, no, I don't, I think, I don't I, know. No, no. I Mc, think McChicken, just give us the exact number down to the T. I oh, think it's here. 16, we have it. We have it. Sixteen times seven. Danny three four one two. Appreciate you helping us out here. Sixty nine point five percent for Montana. Seventy five point five percent for Brady. How stupid do you feel right now? I feel stupid prior to this. So this is <laughs> this isn't this isn't as bad. <laughs> 
right, this is get... just a, this is just another day. Two more comments. I don't want anything about our math skills. Okay, Pre- that's that's probably best. Here's a, uh, this is a little bit about math. This is Gerald <laughs> Gerald asking, "How long does it take for season tickets to burn?" That's got to be a two minute event. <laughs> is this why is Mister Snoopy Mr. Mr. still Mr. talking S- about it? Yeah, Mister Snoopy is saying that uh, he's going to burn the tickets live. On on what? Uh, just burn them in general. Live though, like he's gonna live. Like on a video, it? yeah. There's gonna be a video of it, and he, this must be why Mr. Snoopy says craft equals the cheapest owner ever. I don't see that at all. What has he done to show that he doesn't spend money? How much do you want to bet, Mr. Snoopy? Doesn't have season tickets, or like this is Tyson trolling us. <laughs> just for the fun of it if it is that's funny i would actually laugh i'd I laugh feel like then. i feel like mr snoop hey it's like my dad just like messing with us like where your yeah. dad like signs up a patreon <laughs> and buys things from rocky mountain barber company and all that kind of stuff where my yep. dad's just like i'm gonna make up a stupid name and troll my son <laughs> okay give me a good comment one line right. one to finish off with he has, he has a good one. Matthew Parks to stid him as a floor of Hoyer and a ceiling of Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I don't even know if his ceiling would hit Jimmy G from what I've seen. And his floor, yeah, he's right down there with how Hoyer played. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I mean, what is Jimmy G? Jimmy G, I think, is a good game-managing quarterback. I don't think he's anything spectacular. So yeah. I, I don't think if Jared Stidham becomes a starting quarterback, he'll be anything spectacular. So I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that assessment at all. Um which is why the Patriots need to sign Matthew Parker. Touche. Sign him or draft him, something like sign that. Sign him or draft him, something. Marcus Hanna, Ray 2024 and beyond. That's why I love Marcus. That's the perfect way to end it. Connor, get rid of that comment. And let me ask you this question, sir. Tell me about those Red Sox. They're going to be legit, kid. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. 
Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com.